Welcome to episode 31 of Teacher's Lift. This week, we're back with Levi Lam and Mei Liao from HKUST. They're going to be talking about creating learning communities in the form of online socials for first-year students taking an English core course. As these first-year students transition into university, they need support now more than ever, given how learning online can lack many of the opportunities for social interaction face-to-face lessons provide. In this conversation, we get to hear from May about how these socials can give students a bit of support they need. Now I'll turn it over to Levi and May. Have a great show, you two. Hi, May. Welcome back. Hi, Levi. Second time. This is the second time. I think the first time the uh, podcast uh, topic was challenges of being a new teacher. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a different topic today. I'm excited to be recording again, though, for the podcast. Thank you for having me. And here you are now, a seasoned teacher with more and more responsibilities. And one of those responsibilities is what we're here to talk about today, right? Mm-hmm. So my name is Levi. I'm one of the lecturers at the Center for Language Education at the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. And here with us today is my colleague and my friend, if I may add, Mei Liao. Hi, Mei. I I wholeheartedly agree with the friend um, identity with you, Levi. Yes, I am also a lecturer at HKUSC, an English lecturer. um, And it's great to be talking with a colleague on this topic today. And I think we have an interesting one because Mm -hmm. one of your new responsibilities is organizing a co-curricular activity for our Language 102-103 English course, right? Yes, And this English course, just a little bit of background for our listeners, is focused on English for University Studies. For first-year students, uh, they take this to fulfill the Common Core English requirement at our university. So uh, students who take this uh, eCore course, they are required to take two semesters of it, okay, set a foundation for their uh, English proficiency in the university context. All right, and you're doing something really interesting to help them transition, not only as first-year university students, but also to sort of this English-focused curriculum. It's something about learning communities for this course. Can you tell us briefly, just describe what the Lang 102-103 learning communities, what was the intent, how was it organized, what were some of the goals? Okay. So uh, this initiative, which we call Community Socials, is really to build a social learning community. And how this came about was basically our, the circumstances which uh, uh, found us in the online mode, yeah, teaching and learning online. And we found that um, in this online mode, we needed to, to provide students a kind of support network. And we wanted to take a proactive role in helping these first-year students um, uh, get started on their post-secondary school life on Zoom amidst a global pandemic. I mean, as a freshman student, uh, it already comes with lots of challenges, uh, you know, adjusting to university life and the um, rigorousness of the, the courses. But online, it was even more challenging right because they had to zoom from home they didn't have the face-to-face interactions and we wanted to 
show that we were there to support them. And to do that, we started these uh, community socials um, throughout the semester. It started last semester in fall to, uh, 20, to 2020, where we uh, organized three community socials in a semester, okay, uh, outside of class to provide them this supportive, supportive learning environment. Okay, but just to be clear, these were only for the Lang 102 students, mm -hmm. right? These are closed to just that community. Yes, exactly. It, um, this is our first time running an initiative like this, and we wanted to focus on the first year students, especially the ones that are taking the eCore course that we've just mentioned, um, University for uh, uh, English for University Studies 1 and 2. Yeah, mm -hmm. we found that uh, this was a good starting point because these uh, already these students had something in common with each other, which is taking the eCore course. And we want to take advantage of our FaceTime with these students. So um, we there's you know thousands of students in this in this cohort uh, first year, and then also taking the eCore courses at UST. So we already had a kind of in with these students. We we knew them. We're teaching them. And so we could implement these initiatives through the courses, or we can promote them through the courses. Or we ask our teachers to mention it in class, and we could directly communicate with them through, through email announcements as well. So we targeted these students specifically, yes. And this sounds like an important initiative because as you mentioned, there are obviously some challenges to learning and teaching online the lack of face-to-face -face interaction with the, uh, with the teacher, mm -hmm. uh, collaborative work with your uh, classmates, but also they're sort of missing that social element, right? Outside of the classroom, uh, the sort of casual get-togethers through student societies or other various groups that they might interact socially. So was part of the idea of these um, socials deliberately intended so that these students who are first-year students could sort of start developing like a social presence within this community? Yeah, so remember at Levi in normal semesters, um, we have our classrooms kind of on the same floor, on <laughs> the second floor downstairs, and it's always buzzing with activity and buzzing with um, conversation because students are going in and out of the classrooms and um, there's lots of little uh, discussions going on outside of class before going into class. Teachers might be there asking, uh, answering questions of students. Right, so this is, was this was this this interaction, this um, hallway, um, spontaneous meeting up with each other was missing, and there was no we didn't have a presence in each other's lives anymore, right? Because of being online. As soon as we click leave a meeting, we as soon as we click outside of the the Zoom, we were alone, isolated at home. So the only presence we really had was in the classroom and um, I wanted to create a, a sense of community, okay? Beyond the classroom, where else can they have a presence? So through these socials, we could have, we could um, give them an opportunity to, 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 to have a social presence, to have, to be supported. Yeah, so that's what we wanted to, that hallway um, community, we wanted to, have the same atmosphere, but uh, but online as well. And I think you just brought up a really important point that that mm -hmm. idea of isolation, right? And, yeah. and one of the consequences of online teaching and learning is learner isolation. But we mm -hmm. rarely look at it from a teacher's perspective. 
Mm-hmm. Right. The teacher feels isolated also because we don't see our colleagues in, in the yeah. way that we're familiar with. So that's definitely an important issue that perhaps your uh, your your activity. Is that uh, the correct word to use your activity? It's an activity. It's also a um, you can call it initiative or project project. OK, so give us a better sense of what actually happens in one of these socials. So students log on. I, I assume that there is some sort of teacher led discussion or some sort of sharing. Can you give us a better sense of what happens in these uh, socials? Yeah, sure. So uh, I also want to just say that I'm, uh, this is a project initiative that I'm involved with and helping with. I'm not doing this alone by any means. I'm happy to present and talk about it on behalf of actually a team of colleagues who are involved with the planning and executing of these socials that we get together and we uh, talk about the, pos- uh, the rundown and, activ- and tasks and, and, and activities we're going to do. Okay, uh, but typical, typ- uh, one of these socials is, um, is typically just one hour long. Okay. We tend to overrun just because there's, we, we're ambitious in our planning. Okay, but they're about an hour long in the evenings, okay, throughout the semester. Um, and we let the students know in advance that these community socials are happening so they can put it into their diary in advance and plan around it. We send them reminders as well. We set a theme for each of the socials so that uh, there's a different topic in each social. So it's, it's, there is a purposeful, it is purposeful and um, we try to make the topics relevant to these first year students, relevant in their, relevant to the e-core courses, but also relevant in their lives. Okay, and so for some of the examples of uh, themes we had was adapting to university life, highly relevant. We had one on pioneers, which is talking about people who've made a difference in history, and that relates to one of the units of the course. And then the last one we had was resilience, right? So that obviously is something we are all um, hoping to have during these tumultuous times. And typically in one hour, we're able to have some sort of warm-up activity because everyone is coming to the social um, on their own, logging in. And so they don't really know each other. They may recognize a few familiar faces, teachers, but uh, we need to warm them up and get them situated and comfortable um, on, on Zoom. Then we plan about two to three breakout room sessions in one social where they get to meet a group of uh, in a small group about four or five people and we give them a task or a topic to discuss and the highlight of our community socials is actually the guest speakers that we invite so we invite some speakers from the university some that are from CLE Center for Language Education at HKUSD but we also have business teachers and other colleagues who are going to tell a story or share some of their insight relating to, for example, adapting to university life, resilience, or making a mark in history, being a pioneer. So that's, that, that, that is one hour, okay? That's what, what, that's what happens in, during our community socials to cultivate that sense of belonging. What is the typical size uh, of the socials? How many students can you estimate on average join these? Okay. Uh, last semester, we actually um, had about 150 students across three socials. Okay. We had a little bit more turnout at uh, the beginning of the semester at our socials, and then 
when it became midterm or even towards the end of the semester, naturally everyone gets busier and the attendance goes down a little bit, but also gather about about 150. Maybe I'm, I'm rounding up a little bit, but <laughs> about, a, about 150. That is impressive. That is impressive. So there, uh, if, if I uh, listen to you accurately, so there's a warm-up activity, a, a, a series of breakout rooms, and then maybe a teacher uh, gives a brief uh, sharing session of the topic, of that particular socialist topic. Is that correct? So we have warm-up activities as a, as a whole group. So mm -hmm. however many people are there, like 50, let's say, all in total participants. And then we have some breakout activities. And then um, we, as the planners of this community, we don't actually do a lot of talking. We, we give them the chances to talk in groups. And then we have the guest speakers. So all right, we have about two, average two guest speakers per social who will talk, who will tell a story or um, talk about their experiences relating to the theme. And this is supposed to, I mean, just give, uh, from, from my English teacher point of view, it's just exposure to maybe authentic English, right? But at the same time, it's hopefully they learn something about how to cope with university life, how to cope with, make them feel not so alone. I think you just touched on something that I, uh, that I want to explore a little bit about um, perhaps having these socials translate to better class performance. I'm just wondering the tasks that you, that uh, you organized in your socials. And I, of course we should give full credit to your entire team yes. that you and your entire team organized for these socials. Do they in any way relate to the language 102 coursework? Is there any sort of overlap mm -hmm. at all? They, they're, they're related in the sense that they're kind of run the same way that we would run a typical class. So the, uh, the rundown of the social is similar to a rundown or what happens in a class, which is um, some warm up, okay, whether that's like a, a, sub, a, a question to get them started thinking about what the subject of the class is going to be that day, okay, then there's going to be opportunities for breakout rooms, okay, that's also something that typically happens in a, in a lane class, right, because all of our courses about communication and we know that students just feel more comfortable and that there's a more opportunity for them to speak or participate in a smaller group and they prefer that. So the rundown is very similar and then um, we also try not to uh, speak too much as, as, as a teacher. Okay, we try to keep, you know, um, our input to a minimum so that we give them the opportunity to, to talk and to practice and And, you know, in, in, just, in just looking at some of the themes and from what I remember in teaching 102 myself, some of your themes that you've organized overlap with the themes of the course. Yeah, that was intentional. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's exactly why we chose those themes. Like I said, there is some sort of tie-in to the to the units of the course, but like roughly, loosely, we really tried not to uh, make it seem like an extension of the course. You know, this is really this is very much not academic. You know, it's the atmosphere. Uh, I mean, it's not assessment orientated because then I think students might feel that this is just part, this, this might give them a leg up in the course, which is, which is not true or that, um, or certainly wasn't the intention. Yeah. We, right. we made it clear to everyone that it's purely voluntary. And so if you wanted to come, you're interested in coming, 
and you wanted to meet other people and you wanted to hear um, stories and you wanted to maybe network and see some faces of colleagues or professors and uh, teachers around university. That's not only uh, limited to the Center for Language Education or limited to your teacher in LangCourse. Well, let's make that connection between the themes of the socials and the themes of uh, the course. Uh, let's make that connection a little bit more clear for our audience. So from what I recall, the, one of the uh, assessments from the course was to give an inspirational speech for the yes. students, uh, to give an inspirational speech to mm -hmm. students from their former secondary school. And I certainly can see the theme of re resilience overlapping with that, right? Mm -hmm. And um, another theme that you have for your social are pioneers. And can you tell us about sort of the, uh, the theme of another assessment 102 that would be closely related to pioneers? Okay. Yeah. So we timed the the themes so that they they roughly coincide with the 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 theme of the the course and the assessments. Where resilience actually came at the very end of the uh, it was the last theme, and so it didn't actually uh, that one wasn't coinciding with their their inspiring speech assessment. Okay. Actually, um, adapting to university life was the one. Okay. But um, if, if I could talk about the pioneers theme, because I thought that was really creative on our part, and I think it really matched well with the, the assessment. So in, this, in the second half of the course in unit two, um, they, the theme shifts from, you know, giving a speech, inspiring speech, to uh, what we call game changers. Okay, so obviously most of us are familiar with that phrase, but it's basically something, an idea, a product, or person, something, okay, that has disrupted the, the normal, okay, or brought about some sort of revolutionary or new innovative change, okay, and it's not just a, um, a sudden one-time change, but it has affected life as we know it to come. Okay, and so that is one of that was one of the themes and the assessment at the end of this theme this unit is to write a paper, a research paper, a expository essay on a topic of the student's choice. So whether it's a person who is a game changing, a game changer or a product, a technolo technological product, or maybe even idea, okay, or movement, mm -hmm. okay, they're going to research a lot about it and explain and why it was disruptive and why did it change and have a lasting impact. And so pioneers was the unit, the, the theme that we chose for community social because pioneers um, is referring to people, yeah, who, um, who affected change or like the leaders mm. of a new idea. And so at this social, the guest speakers, um, we consider them actually to be the pioneers of, you know, in their fields. Okay, we had our director, Center for Language Education, and we also had the Dean of the School of Humanities and Social Sciences, and they talked about their experiences with the word pioneers. I think it's important to note that uh, the distinction between uh, what they actually do in the course, which you mentioned was an essay, right, mm -hmm. versus how they sort of explore that topic, that theme in the social. There's no overlap with the actual product. But there is some overlap with how the ideas might be discussed, might be generated, right? Might be brainstormed, mm -hmm. right? So again, reiterating, reiterating your your point that attending the social doesn't have a direct correlation to the coursework, but it can have some overlap with respect to the ideas in general. Yeah, I, I hope that the ideas and 
in those socials and even the ideas of their classmates um, or the people attending the social would help them um, with the assessment in some way, at least give them some sort of confidence. But it's not um, helping them write the essay, so to speak. No, right. no, not at all, actually. It's just, I think it's just um, uh, exploring more topics related to the theme. Okay. okay. So it's just a, it's a, the theme overlap and the topic overlap, but it does not directly. We, we are, we, we never intended to help them. It's not like a after class tutorial for the assessment or anything. We hope we came up with, um, we hope that the, the, the theme was interesting to them, even if they weren't like uh, preparing for the assessment in the class. Right. Right. But I think it's nice. I think it's, I think it's clever that you, you, your team deliberately had this sort of uh, connection between the two ideas because yeah. one of the, one of the other areas that I thought would be interesting to explore is because there is this overlap, at least in themes, right. Mm -hmm. And in how they can explore potential ideas that they might put into their assessment. There is the possibility of these socials having some elements of cooperative learning mm -hmm. and cooperative learning that has, shown to be very, very effective in various ESL, EFL contexts. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking um, in particular about weaker students. Can these socials, these learning communities that you formed help weaker students, which is often one of the main benefits of cooperative learning? Definitely. You know, our, our um, eCore, our eCore courses, our Lang 102, 103, they're actually streamed. Um, roughly according to the proficiency of students. So we have three streams roughly, and one of them being sort of the higher proficiency. Uh, we have the middle stream, which is the bulk of most, where most students fall. And then we have a stream that targets the intent, uh, students who need a little bit more support. I mean, the, the, the textbook is the same, the assessments are the same, okay? The content of the course is the same, but in terms of what happens in the class, um, it will be adapted according to the, the students' needs and that they are interacting and working with people who are rough, like around the same level or having the same kinds of um, needs and um, concerns, okay? And, you know, with weaker students, I think they um, naturally feel, we need to give them a little bit more support. And I, um, I have taught some, some students like that in my, in my classes too. And they've, they have voiced and we know that they, they they do need support support. They might feel a bit more anxious or nervous in class and they need more opportunities to, um, uh, for help, uh, for help in the sense that they, they need more support from the teachers. They need more FaceTime with us, for example. They need more consultation time with us to ask us questions, right? They need more feedback like in the class, okay, as they're working or even um, in their drafts for the assessments. They need more, um, student-to-student -student interaction. We need to break down certain readings or tasks so that it's more manageable for them, right? And so um, the community socials um, tries to achieve that too. You know, we give them that support. We give them, we, we give, the chan uh, give the chances for them to have more student-to-student -student interaction and that they that they're, they're also given like an authentic context, right? For them to, for them to be exposed to, to English. Mm. And so I think there is the potential of weaker students. I actually, I feel kind of, I feel kind of 
bad even using that expression. Maybe, yeah, maybe we say the <laughs> students we, with lower proficiency or. Uh, we're we're, we're going to have to find a, a, a more neutral expression for that. <laughs> but uh, some of those students who could benefit more from an exposure to authentic uh, language production, that sounds entirely too long, but we're, we'll work on <laughs> the nomenclature <laughs> at some point in time. Yeah. So uh, I'm just uh, that, that, I'm, I'm just curious, you were you were I know you were the facilitator, if that's the right expression, you were the facilitator for the first social, correct? Yes, that's correct. So each of the socials, um, they, there needs to be someone who is kind of running and keeping track of the time and you know directing the social so they, they're not just, um, so, the, so they, they keep to the time and they also make sure that we do everything we planned. Exactly. And I was the first one to, I was the first facilitator of the very first social back in September 2020. Okay. Did you attend the other two? Yes, I was. I've been involved in the planning of other community socials as well. Okay. Did you notice any of your students attending these socials? Yes, I did actually. One or two. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So you recognize them? They recognize you? Maybe even said hi to each other? <laughs> yes, and there are other teachers there as well, and they also um, saw some of their students. I mean, the point was to promote these socials um, to the students that we were teaching. Right, because that right. the reason why we had these socials in the first place is because we already have them in our clutches. No, no. Mm. We have we already <laughs> know them. We have we have them in class, and mm. so we could you know each every teacher um, could speak directly to them like twice a week, right? And uh, we would recommend and encourage them to attend. Okay, mm. um, but it's really up to them at the end whether they they have the time. They could make the time that we set you know, from like six to seven in the evenings on certain days um, and that they were, they have to kind of be motivated on their own. But hopefully we, we, we did a good job in encouraging this. It's really to them, for them to help them. And so I did see some, some familiar faces. Maybe other teachers saw some more t students, but actually um, there was a good range, a good, I think all, all of us saw our students. Well, the reason why I ask you that, because uh, is that, um, It'd be interesting whether or not we could track attending these socials to actual course performance, right? Mm -hmm. That if there, if if they, is there some sort of correlation between or like noticeable benefit that we could actually document that based upon their attendance in these socials that somehow it manifested in better coursework? So I'm just curious of those students that you had that you noticed attended those socials. Did I mean? what was the, without giving any names or any specifics <laughs> did it seem did it seem their performance in class was related or not was their performance in class uh good i have to pull out my grade sheet and also my the names of the class list because i um no i i don't think that there would be i don't think that there would be a correlation to okay in my in my to my memory was the student were the students that i saw attending the socials the ones that were participating a bit more in class usually they had more of a presence in class I actually will say yes yeah the ones who just in general are more keen in class were the ones who turned up to the community socials I think they wanted they crave that um, opportunity to talk so they will do that in class and then they will seek out these community socials to, the, to do that even more okay and we know that you get the most out of communications courses or even language courses when you actively participate right because you're practicing the skill you're, you're talking to each other getting ideas 
And so there could be a connection there. It'd be something interesting to explore, mm -hmm. but at least you could, as a just, just a general observation, you could sort of observe that qualitatively, mm -hmm. the students that seem to attend the social seem mm -hmm. to be more proactive, engaged in class. Yeah. It'd be interesting in the future if there was some way to track whether or not there was a, you know, a quantifiable grade result based upon their, their participation. Well, I think it, it would be hard because like we, like I said, the, the nature of these community socials and what we do in the community socials, it's not, um, you know, a tutorial class directly helping them with that. So um, if there was one, then we'd have to be more, exp um, the, the community socials might have to change a little bit so that they're more targeting the assessments. Um, but it, but still, I think the idea behind that, 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 that wanting for that potential to happen is because we think that these socials do help in some way, maybe just even emotionally um, or um, somehow helps them get, have confidence. And the more confident they are, um, like the more relaxed they feel, the more they feel they, they, they the more they feel supported, um, the more sense of belonging they have, the better they will do. Right, right. this, and, this and, idea and, of social capital, social presence being invested within a community with, you know, observable similarities, challenges, that kind of thing. I think that is very important, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I also want to say that um, why do students, I mean, why attend university, you know, why um, get a degree, why not just go to work and get the skills there, okay, and or why, uh, why not just attend online school, even without a pandemic, why not just do online school, right, the reason for that, for, for actually coming to university, attending university and doing it to face-to-face -face is to build that, that, that what we call like social capital, right which is really to network and to meet people to ask questions okay um that's important before they enter the workplace or they 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 go abroad or uh, put themselves in you know more professional settings that they have the chance to build that that social capital yes that is at, that is critical. at the university and that's what we try to do and in yeah. fact, um, this is a, might be a little bit off topic, but mm -hmm. as you and I know, um, our center is, uh, should I say slowly, mm -hmm. slowly migrating to a competency framework. Mm -hmm. And one of those competencies is interpersonal competencies, the ability mm -hmm. to communicate with, you know, a, a, a wide range of people. And mm -hmm. uh, certainly I think that these socials uh, at least touch upon, if not explicitly develop some of those competencies. So that, yes. that's a... That's a that's a great contribution. Yeah, that's exactly what we were trying to do. We want to want to encourage them to 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 network, and that in order to fulfill their goals, that they can do it co-op uh, together. Mm. And I just want to start thinking about what is the future of this. I mean, uh, it, it, do you think three times a semester is enough? I know probably for you it is because you have to work on it, but. Um, in the future, I mean, is three times enough? Is it, should there be four? Should there be five? Based on our first running of this initiative last semester and based on the attendance, I think three is enough, yeah, especially if we want to um, make it make it manageable on the on the planners side, the planners who are the teachers <laughs> teaching full loads and having other responsibilities too. So it is enough. On the student side, I also think, do you think, think it's enough it's not 
um, so overwhelming and there's a sense of like maybe novelty that these things don't just come up weekly, you know, they're, right. they're curated carefully, the themes are selected and that the guest speakers um, are also uh, well chosen and handpicked for, for sharing. And so we want to strike a balance right. between um, the kind of like keeping it fresh and, and novel Okay, three times, a, only three times a semester. And so take advantage and also that it's, it's manageable. And so three is enough. Um, we could, there could, yeah, I mean, there is definitely a potential for it to continue. In fact, it is continuing this semester. Uh, right. There has been a good feedback from students and um, teachers are still very uh, excited to be involved. And there's a lot of, of, uh, teachers in around university who are willing to be guest speakers as well and so we've continued them this semester we're running three more one has already been run in like around week two or three and it was successful as well and two more will be uh have been planned and will happen this semester so your team is making it like the olympics Make them wait for it. Make them wait for it. Make it special. The suspense. Exactly. Make it special. You just brought we up. We do a make couple. it special. We do make it special. Yes, I, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Um, you just brought up a couple of things that, uh, I, that maybe we can revisit. Mm -hmm. um, the first thing is you mentioned there was really good feedback. How was that feedback collected? So we do uh, collect feedback um, through a survey at the end of each social. Yeah, we definitely give them a chance to um, tell us how they, how they, how how satisfied they were with the event. Okay, so we have a Qualtrics survey to ask them for this. We give them a few minutes to complete it and maybe make, make some comments. For example, we ask them, "What did you like most about this social just now? Um, what suggestions you have going forward for future socials so that we can plan them according to what they want and what they need? Because after all, it's really about them." You know, we want to give them what they want. You know, if they want to see some more of this, we give them that. If they want to do this, do that. We try our best. And so it's important for us to collect that feedback. And then we usually get um, a pretty good, reasonable uh, amount of responses because we, we leave time for that. We also think I was that, just going to ask that. What give, uh, roughly, what was, what's the response rate? Uh, the response rate, you mean the, the uh, how, how, many, how, much how many responses we got? The I don't have the exact the per, roughly the percentage of attendance that responded at uh, least half I, I yeah at least half yeah that's not bad mm -hmm. that's not mm -hmm. bad you With know no one, like, no one no one likes to <laughs> complete right. surveys right. everyone always that's... says they did it and then they don't yeah I don't that have the exact number bad. here but yeah definitely we leave time for that and it's set in the link so they can do it later on as well so response has been positive just the amount of people that attend even if they don't um, uh, actually respond to the survey, the people that come back or the people that attend um, is, show, tells us that they enjoyed it. And also a lot of, a, uh, you know, there's a team of us at every social too. So we are also able to observe um, the participation and the behavior, the student, how students are behaving. And just from that, we can also see that the response is positive and they're happy to be there and they want to come back and so that's why we've continued with it based on feedback 
Okay. And how about the teachers who are involved in facilitating this? Do you get feedback from them? Are they generally very pleased with the event? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because there's a team of us who plan these socials and we've, uh, there's a group of us that have been there since day one. And um, just the fact that we are still involved after a semester. And I think that shows that we are happy to continue and we think that this is a very positive thing. Uh, we've also gotten some uh, more from interest from others, other teachers as well who want to get involved. And um, each, each social is, is hosted, okay, emceed by a different teacher. We give, we give op a, op this opportunity to, to, to different teachers. And so that every, every social also comes with its style based on who the MC is. And that students can meet and hear from more teachers as possible. And you mentioned that more and more teachers are interested from our center to uh, mm -hmm. being involved in this. And for some of the other centers uh, who might be considering doing something similar in, in their respective courses, can you pinpoint maybe two or three qualities that would make for a good facilitator? Yeah, I mean, it's really been, it's been really great to um, have more teachers show interest in planning these community socials. And also, we've also invited some teachers who we think that, you know, they would be great as well. And they've accepted as well. Qualities of, of the teachers that, that host these socials. Well, I think that the teachers themselves need to have a, a social presence, right? Which means, what does this mean? I, I guess it just means um, they need to be model the kind of uh, participation that we want from our, 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 our students. Obviously, just the mechanics of it all, like having camera on and have, you know, being be able to be heard clearly. Okay. And so those are just the mechanics, but um, uh, sort of these, these, these socials are very relaxed, okay, in terms of atmosphere. And so the style of which the socials are hosted as well needs to reflect that too. Okay. Students need to feel that we're there. Um, you know, wholeheartedly, enthusiastically, there to help them. And so that's the kind of teacher that we, we usually look for. Someone who's, you know, very open in communication, speaks, um, speaks very clearly. Okay, and most obviously all teachers here are like that, but just very- That would explain, that would explain why I haven't received an invitation. <laughs> Levi, your ne your face, you're gonna be contacted soon. It was just straight you wait. to spam, it's straight just, to spam. Just, just you wait, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we, uh, just a couple of qu questions to wrap up uh, again about the future, how you envision this. Is there potential for maybe activities in these socials to be student led so that maybe students mm -hmm. are even more engaged in this? Yes, that idea has been proposed already and we are, in fact, um, uh, planning for that to happen in our third social this semester. We have invited a couple of students to lead one of these community socials, give them the chance to host an MC. So I think it's, it's, a, it's an experience, that's a very good experience for those students to host and um, have them practice this. But then at the same time, the audience or the participants, their fellow peers um, can also experience it where the socials are not just an idea from teachers, but an idea that, that they are um, happy to to lead right it's like something that they want to do 
comes from that community where they share that social presence, that social mm -hmm. capital. That's a wonderful idea. Exactly. And it's a course, networking opportunity for them. Definitely. Excellent. And of course, um, I want to touch just briefly upon mm. that day that we've all been waiting for for so long, right? That day when we finally go back to face-to-face -face instruction. Where mm -hmm. do these socials, these online socials go after we go back to face-to-face -to -face instruction? Is it a mm -hmm. permanent virtual community? Yeah, that's a really interesting question because the why these social uh, community socials exist in the first place and why they came about is really because of the online mode. Okay, so this is where the idea was born in the first place. So what happens when we do go back to um, that face-to-face will these just disappear is there no need for it i think that there is still a need for it um even though we we get to 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 see and touch each other <laughs> it doesn't mean that we we don't need that um supportive learning um environment right it doesn't mean that we don't need to build our social capital and network it doesn't mean that um we are no longer responsible for helping the first first freshman students or students um start their post-secondary school life right? that that part is still there we still want students to feel like they can approach us and and that um, there's this informal sharing of knowledge right we want guest speakers to still tell their stories if they're willing to share and we have some we have people students who want to listen you know we still want to make connect them together mm. but you know then the community socials need to evolve as well right they might take place face to face right and um there that could which be is, an which opportunity is a, which is a totally different set of communication skills interesting it's <laughs> great there's the totally different right of communication skills face to face than yeah. online but um, yeah maybe uh, one of the themes when we come back is to how to um how to um how to have good body language in person right. or how to <laughs> communicate um face to face a refresher course maybe no yeah um it'll be interesting to take this um face to face and who knows maybe there we could still keep the online element you know because we know we know that the future is not just going to go back to normal um where we were like before 2020 it's, there's going to be more um, mixed mode yeah mixed mode there's going to be more online components we have seen the advantages and right. they're not just they're, we're going to keep them right, right for the for the coming for the future and there's also um opportunities for social community or community socials and these learning communities to uh go extend beyond just targeting lang 10 uh, e-course freshman students they can also be targeted towards uh, business students, um, other science courses. students, other courses, absolutely. exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. The potential is, is, is really there. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, May, for sharing a really interesting, really important initiative that you and your team started for uh, our course at the Center for Language Education, mm -hmm. uh, Language 102. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like you're doing really, really uh, great work. Again, our guest today was Mei Liao, a lecturer at the Center for Language and Education at Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. And I am her colleague, and dare I say it, her friend, mm -hmm. Levi Lam. Thanks, it was May. a great time talking to you, Levi, my friend and colleague. Thanks, May. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Teacher's Lift. As always, we appreciate your support. The Lift is a collaborative effort made by teachers at the Center for Language Education at the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology, the Center for Applied English Studies at the University of Hong Kong, and the English Language Center at the Hong Kong Polytechnic University. If you like this episode and you'd like to catch future episodes, subscribe on the podcast app of your choice. We're also grateful if you can like and subscribe on Facebook to help get the word out. You can find all of our social media links on teacherslift.com. We'll see you next time on Teacher's Lift. Have a great day.